1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber And on our Hard Hardjula's Talk & Text line from WWL Television, Miss Burr. Kershaw for Brooke. Thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. I really appreciate uh, you joining on, and we had a good conversation this morning uh, during the OTAs. But first question right off the bat it has become obvious the Saints are not happy with what they have at wide receiver. They're still looking to add because when you bring in a Lynn Bowden Jr. and a Kiki uh, Kute, uh, for a workout. Now, again, you haven't signed him yet, but bringing him in for a workout. And then you're talking to Pat Elflin, uh, who has started 64 games at center and guard. Now, he declined it because he wants to go to the team where he's going to start. Good luck at this stage. And talking to Billy Price, who was a former first-round pick at 2018 uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, another Ohio State guy. They're looking to get better at center and wide receiver, I'm not real sure Kiki and Bowden's the guy that they're looking at that may be a trade somewhere down the line, but they are certainly are taking a long look at that center and wide out position.
0: Yeah, Mike, you make a really good point, and thank you guys for having me on. Two things happened today that I think make that position group kind of glaring. Rashid Shahid was not at practice. He's out with a groin injury. He did say he is fine. He's playing it safe. He'll be back for training camp. Now, he might say that he's fine. He's playing it safe. But that's still a glaring concern for Rashid Shaheed, who was hoping to have a breakout season and continue to earn a role in the big three of the wide receivers. And then you have Traquan Smith in today, today in two-minute drill. Took a hard hit on the ground had to be helped off with trainers, and then Michael Thomas is still not in team drills. When he was practicing today, it was actually when our cameras were off, he was off to the side with Derek Carr during the special teams drills, and he really wasn't that active. Like, his hands, his eyes, his upper body was active, but he was standing right outside the end zone and doing just the the over-the-back shoulder catches and just – mainly just working his upper body, not necessarily running those like rigorous routes that we usually see him. So I totally agree with your point, and I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and get a veteran wide receiver.
1: And Hunter Renfro, there's been a lot of talk and clamor yeah. about that. Now, the Raiders aren't going to give you Hunter Renfro, and – who would be somebody that they would have an interest in? Uh, you look at that quarterback situation, Brooke. I mean, Jimmy G, yeah. uh, and I told you the story. I, I, I got a vase in my living room that has survived two grandkids. Well, it's a lot more, it's built better than so, Jimmy so, G.
2: So, so, wait, what's a vase? Is that a vase? Yeah. In the body? Yeah. Like, oh, that's a big word, vase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, And I, uh, it has survived no, I mean, two grandkids. I, oh, man, that's interesting. You called it a vase. I and mean, I would say the vase. Yeah, somebody knocked the vase off the shelf.
1: And it, it has taken a couple tumbles, but it has still survived. But uh, Jimmy G, he's as fragile as could be. Nothing against him as a player because in a regular season, he's really done well. But Brookie can't stay healthy. They have to be looking at a quarterback here. And, again, if you put the two and two together – you got a little extra at the quarterback position with a guy who's got some experience with Jameis Winston. Well, uh,
2: Jimmy G not being available is kind of like Zion. What you, you, you can't be uh, dating the porn star, the, the strippers. Maybe, maybe they, they make weakness. Uh, uh, because,
1: uh, Brooke, I'll let you handle well, that no, no, no,
2: no. The <laughs> thing about Jimmy G and, you know, you're out there. And, and, uh, He's having a good time. He's man. a single guy. Yeah, He's you know, having a the, good time. The same thing with Zion. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 come on.
1: So, Brooke, I'll let you answer all that.
0: Yeah, and Bobby, I think you know this too. The Raiders have that contingency plan in his contract that if his foot is not ready to go, I think they're able to release him and for a little for a slap on the wrist. But for, with, you bring up a really good point with Jameis Winston. Look, I, and you guys can ask this question to you too. I mean, the quarterback room seems crowded today with. All four quarterbacks there. Casey Hill spent a lot of time in the quarterback room. And if he can be, you know, your true backup, depending on how involved he is on special teams, at running back, at tight end, wherever he lines up, um, you know, Jameis Winston could be really high trade value. He's bouncing around out there at camp or uh, in mini camp. He's looked good. I can see that being a possibility where, as you mentioned, Mike, that maybe they get Hunter Renfro in ex- you know, in exchange for – Jameis Winston only based on what the Raiders need right now. To me, that makes point. the most yes. sense. Now, it, it, does Jameis Winston want to go there? I don't know. Is, it, if it's a starting job, I would I would assume why not. But is Jameis healthy enough to take on that Yes, role? he's, he's
2: healthy. Not- he's healthy. He might not want the pressure of being the Raiders guy. It, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, to make 10 or $11 million and you to back up, I could be an unbelievable Yeah, I, I would want to throw the
1: football to Devontae Adams uh, yeah, and have Josh yeah. Jacobs yeah, yeah, at yeah, running yeah, back. Yeah, yeah,
2: I don't – now, uh, that will be interesting to see, uh, Brooke. That's a good point you bring it up there because uh, I know uh, if you look at it now, the, the third quarterback obviously won't count against the active roster anymore. I think that's a right. good thing for the NFL because you don't want what occurred with the 49ers <laughs> and, and all of right. a sudden – uh, you, you heard, but you got to go back in the game, and it's a playoff game, so the, they're yeah, doing Bobby, the right thing. Bobby, yeah. I
0: think they like, I think they like Jake Hayner too, and what they yep. see in development from him, and their relationship between Breeze and Carr and Hayner, and it seems like that's a really tight unit. They've been communicating. I think they feel like they can mold Hayner, but you're right. The NFL passing that rule along is huge for the Saints if they want to go explore the market because they've got value in Winston.
2: Well, and, uh, and looking at uh, Taysom, I mean, uh, Taysom's, listen, when you're in the quarterback room, you're in a different position, whether it be a tight end. He, you know he knows with the running backs. He knows what everybody's doing. If you're a quarterback, you know what the whole offense, and he's uh, been here long long enough that uh, whether it was like Sean Payton and now Pete Carmichael the same damn offense, so he knows all the terminology. So whether Taysom's in the quarterback meeting room or not, and if, if you are in a pinch – uh, Taysom Hill. Uh, okay, uh, go play quarterback, and then all of a yeah. sudden, uh, I don't know James Winston's contract. Uh, what what has come about with that? But I could see that James Winston could be an outside looking in. I, I'm not saying that would be the case, but right. the one the That's one all thing
0: speculation. We don't yeah, know
2: that. Yeah, but the, the one thing about Taysom Hill is that we actually watched the practice. His first practice, we got the witness. He's been out of town, and in the same practice. He's catching balls, and he's had a couple of completions as a quarterback. So I don't know. It hasn't
1: changed, right, Brooke? It's the same position he's played.
0: Yeah, you know what who surprised me today, guys? Ugo Amati. Are we not paying enough attention to this guy? Listen, So two guys worked in the ones with the slot today, and that did not include Alante Taylor. That was Bradley Roby and Ugo Amati. He's a five-year safety in the NFL, and he's the one that actually had the pick off Jameis Winston today.
2: Yeah, you look at him from Oregon, Mike. Got, yeah, what, what, he's what, from Oregon, so, and uh, he kind of undercut that pass real quick, right? So, so Mike, uh, where, where, like five years NFL experience? Yeah, he uh, actually, actually
1: grew up in Tennessee.
2: Yeah, in Nashville, right? In Nashville, and <laughs> yeah. ends up at
1: Oregon, and he was a starter there for a couple years. With Oregon, he's bounced around the NFL. Brook, another player, and I said this week one, and I think I don't know if he can make the roster or not. Just because okay. it's pretty thick there, but Ellis Merriweather, the running back, and on a play oh, that looks bro- the part, he on a play that broke down today, he springs away from the linebacker, gets open, catches the ball out front with his hands. Now he's from Georgia, out where he Adam. played wide receiver. He was a running back, wide receiver, defensive back, quarterback. He caught the ball well. He doesn't look like the other running backs. He's a six foot two, 228 pound yeah, yeah, yeah. running back. He's a big horse, but he caught the ball, and I yeah. thought he really catches the ball well out in the flat.
2: Well, you know, if you don't make Dak Ross, he's on the practice squad. Mike, well, we've witnessed in the limited OTAs and now this minicamp practice. I mean, no, I look at his ability. That's like, well, you don't just like, uh, you know, you might want to develop him. So if he cannot make the active roster, Mike, now you can get snatched up on the practice squad. I don't know how he cannot be a practice squad type player.
0: I don't, I, and I agree with both of you based on what I saw today. So one of the biggest question marks I had heading into minicamp was how are these three running backs going to get along? Either they're really going to get along personally wise or personality wise, or they're not. We know all three are highly competitive and all are a little bit different. In, the, in what makes them tick. So Alvin Kamara was back out there. I wanted to see if he somebody that's chalking it up with the new draft pick Kendra Miller and Jamal Williams. And the answer is no. That's not what I saw out there today. I saw a guy walk out kind of be on his own island in practice and like uber serious, like highly competitive. Alvin is there to prove that he is running back one because let's be honest, he's been hearing about Jamal Williams doing well with Derek Carr and OTAs. Jamal Williams is a good running back who's trying to prove himself And trying to prove that he deserves to be the number one running back. And let's not forget the comments Kendra Miller made that, hey, I respect Alvin Kamara, but I'm coming for that number one spot. I personally love that. Like, I love the competition at running back right now with all three guys. And I think it's healthy going into training camp because when's the last time the Saints have had that much competition at running back? Those three just stout guys.
2: Yeah, because you look at Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, they were like frat brothers or they were like all right. oh, oh, buddy-buddy and all that because they kind of grew in uh, to their uh, you know their running back meeting room together in a Saints uniform. All I'm worried about Alvin Kamara is that he comes back after the suspension or jail time, whatever, and he's ready to roll. I mean, I don't know. It wouldn't be jail time. That's not That wouldn't be good because uh, he wouldn't come back maybe in that short of a time. But you look at the suspension – Alvin Kamara is getting suspended. I think he knows that it's in his best interest when his future of his career is that when he comes back, that uh, it's not all of a sudden you're the low man in the totem pole. Alvin Kamara is still young enough and has the ability. He'll never be the low man in the totem pole considering how he can contribute. But uh, the the bottom line is uh, when he is back in the fold, and I think Derek Carr uh, would trust him. Look, I'm looking in practice today. And he hit Alvin Kamara a, a couple of times on our way. Yep. I, I know as a quarterback, I, I utilize Dalton Hilliard. And that, uh, like we call it the, the rabbit, which is the option route where the defense can never be right, whether it's a linebacker or a safety. It's all about leverage, whether it's a zone or a man concept that you break it off that leverage. And if you can make an accurate pass, it no matter how good the pass rush is, it could be a, a second and a half, 1,001. Without You get rid of the ball – and they just get it into playmakers' hands. And that Alvin Kamara, uh, listen, after he comes back from the suspension, uh, he's still going to have that in his wheelhouse at a high level. So, so ho- hopefully we can uh, weather the storm without Alvin Kamara. But I still think Alvin Kamara, we're going to need him, especially maybe even on the back end, to have a big impact for this upcoming season for 2023.
0: Yeah, Bobby, and look, from what you're telling me, and you as a former quarterback, that's a lot of mouths to feed. You look at the talent at tight end, wide receiver, running back, and then the unique value of of Taysom Hill. Somebody's getting left off. Somebody's leaving the season hungry and is not fed during the season. I'm curious to see how the ball is going to get distributed because Derek Carr is a tight end-friendly quarterback. I think Jawan Johnson, it's going to be his year to really break out and prove that he can be – he can be an asset, but guess what? If if you're if you're a tight end friendly quarterback, can Derek Carr get used to kind of throw into an Alvin Kamara? Or what like how do you think it's going to get distributed with all of with all of the talent? I'd Man.
2: rather have that problem than not have the talent. Well, well, well yeah. and, <laughs> and then Brooke, Brooke I'm, I'm gonna tell you what happens. Uh, if you winning, if you winning, and you're moving the chains, and Derek Carr has enough skins and roll, he knows how to spread the wealth around. Now. Yeah. Uh, I think the tight ends are definitely involved. But then you help in the offensive line. So let's say we're playing a game and we're not pass protecting as well as we would like to. Well, then, you know, guys got to get open early. And a lot of times that's why you always say, you know, these young guys uh, who have big guns and, and their arm, like even uh, like Anthony Richardson, he's going to the Colts, how you got to play the game. Oh, you yeah. can throw it 80, 70, 80 yards on the field. That doesn't even matter. How about it? uh, Yeah, and how about if you don't have enough time to do that? You better know where your outlets are. So that's where I think when you watch it in the film, and you look at everyone and how the whole route is designed, that your outlets a a lot of times like you might say, "Well, we're not utilizing the receiver enough or the tight end," or you might be only utilizing the tight end and the running backs more than the receiver, is because a task at hand. Yep. It, might yeah. be, it might be – I can remember practicing against the Bears when the Bears was so dominant. That You look at the most dominant defenses ever, like the Bears, uh, the Ravens. Uh, you can look at, uh, Mike, like the Giants with Lawrence Taylor. Okay, you might want to throw like a deep corner out. Well, you know what? You don't have no damn time. I mean, you got to <laughs> yeah. get rid of the ball, so you got to get the yards after the catch. So I think if you're a mature football player and you realize – whether it be Michael Thomas, whatever. Now, you can throw him like a quick slant, which is unbelievable, like a back shoulder throw. One the three, four, five, the ball's coming out. But as far as, like, when people think you just, like, exploit a defense or look at his seam post or look at his deep corner, it doesn't matter who you play and how much time you have to throw to be able to do that. Now, if you can extend a play like Pat Mahomes and all that, that's a different thing. But I don't think Derek Carr, he's, he's not a statue back there, But he's still making plays from the pocket. That's why I think the running back position and the tight ends, no matter what receivers we have, we can add DeAndre Hopkins. And I'm telling you, DeAndre Hopkins with a Michael Thomas, Derek Carr will still utilize the tight end and the back because it's about moving the chains and going forward and trying to be productive. And it's not like, oh, you know, we got the better receivers. Just throw the ball up, and we'll always come down with it. No, yeah, then you've never played quarterback in the NFL.
1: Brooke, thanks so right. much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a safe trip to Omaha, and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you next week about that. And about the Tigers, the Tigers still winning, in there. Brooke. Thanks,
0: guys. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, Bobby, it's going to be so much fun to watch. Paul Skeen's on the mound. Come on.
2: Yeah, well, but we still got to hit the opposing pitcher. So okay. that, well, what well, if we Paul Skeen's yep. pitch is awesome, Brooke? And, and
1: we it, leave players on base. Yeah, Ducks on uh, the uh, line. No, no, can't we gotta, do it. Uh, Brooke, thanks so
2: much. Right, Appreciate Brooke.
1: it. Thanks, guys. All righty. Brooke Kirschhofer with WWL Television covering the OTAs uh, today. And uh, she's in, well, I think tomorrow she's leaving to go to Omaha to cover the College World Series.